I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We're going back to the hive for season five of the, the Connor, Connor and Smith Show. All right, who are we talking with now? Uh, we are talking to Danielle Ferretti. Um, Byron just walked upstairs. If you heard some tap shoes, that's what that was. That usually means perhaps there's a poop on the doggy pad. There, um, he was doing some tap dancing for Ferretti. Yes, yes, absolutely. Danielle Ferretti Paris, um, who phoned in from New Jersey, I think. No, Brooklyn. The the Eve to my Adam. Um, we love Danielle. It was great catching up. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and, and we... we'll be right back. Hi, Danielle. Hello there. How are you? I am well. How are you? Good. I'm sitting here with a few folks you might know. Um, here is Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. What's up? I always do the Jimmy Fallon theme song. <laughs> Love it. And um, our producer and friend, Ryan Dean Halbrook. What's up, Danielle? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hello how are you? there. Um, where are you? I am in Brooklyn, New York, Park Slope to be specific. Nice. Uh, yes. The Brooklyn Bridge. Yes, that beautiful bridge. Have you walked across it? I have, yes. It's it's gorgeous. It's a great walk. It's lovely. Do you know why people used to say, um, uh, was it, I'll, I'll sell you the Brooklyn Bridge? I don't. Why? So... I just I just learned this in the shower. Oh, <laughs> at a pot on a podcast. Okay, love it. So when the Brooklyn Bridge was made, uh, evidently uh, people would swindle money out of immigrants that didn't know any better, and you had to pay a toll to go across the bridge, and it was like a penny for this and a nickel for that and whatever, depending on if you had animals with you or whatever. And they would promise people who didn't know the difference that they could also set up their own toll booth and charge people money. And they would sell them a section of the bridge. Oh, my gosh. Which was completely not the case. But then the cops had to come like once a week and run people off the bridge that were swindling, asking people to pay to go. Anyways, that's the story. I'm sticking to it. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, yeah, people will go for anything in this city, you know. How long have you been there, Danielle? Oh, uh, gosh, I'm going on 11 years in March of living in, in Brooklyn, in Park Slope. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I really can't believe it, to be honest, because I was jumping around so much out of college for so many years. So to like really plant roots has been nice. So just for people listening, um, yes. we went to college at Shenandoah University with Danielle yes. and have not spoken <laughs> to her, not on purpose or anything, just have not had the chance to catch up in, oh, 20 some years. Just a couple. Yeah, just a couple of years there. <laughs> which is insane uh, um but here we are uh, i know it's so exciting thank you for inviting me on oh my god i i'm tickled pink um <laughs> so what does a day in brooklyn look like for you kind of like right now oh well right now i have a lot of leisure time because i well gosh I kind of made a pivot um, in terms of like what I'm doing full time a few years ago and got into like the business side of the business and specifically in ticketing and sales in broad in on Broadway. Um, and so I've been with the Lyceum Theater for a few years now, and we all know what's been going on with the pandemic and the Broadway shutdowns and all that good stuff and just got back in September we had two really great avant-garde plays playing at our at our theater um, that ended up closing at the end of November. And so now I'm on another little hiatus until I go back in the spring um, when we're bringing in A Strange Loop is coming in, which I know just was down in D.C., I believe. Yeah, um, I believe so it's a movie, man. Yeah. I did not see it. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah. And I, you know, I'm still freelancing um, as a director and choreographer in the world of youth theater primarily, which I've been doing for many, many years. And uh, yeah, I still get my, I still get my booty on stage every now and again, uh, more so for like passion projects at this point. Lots of cool people in Brooklyn that I collaborate with and have been lucky to work with. And um, and then I'm momming. I'm full-time momming. And it's like, you know, I love that very, very much. So there's a lot of things going on. But it's just, you know, it's a lot of just like going here on the subway, going there, making sure my son's homework's done, and then having dinner ready. Lots of like, you know, kind of. So um, the strange loop was yes. just that Wooly here. Now, Wooly... Do you, do, you, do you know what the Wooly Theater is here in D.C.? I've certainly heard of it, although I can't say that I've ever, you know, seen anything there. But I definitely. So, so the Wooly kind of always is doing like the kind of edgier, um, hipper, younger. Um, when you when you see a show at Wooly, you, you, you're never disappointed, even if you didn't like the piece, because it's just a it was just one step into the future, kind of. Mm hmm. Uh, is that what the Lyceum kind of focuses on or not really since it's a Broadway house and is just trying to fill? Yeah, how's that work? Yeah, you know, I'd say that my experience thus far with Lyceum, we've had a lot of, you know, we had Play That Goes Wrong. We had Be More Chill. We had A Christmas Carol. But I would say that heading back in September um, with post-pandemic, we brought in two shows that were technically off Broadway before the pandemic hit that likely would not have gotten their shot on Broadway before this, you know, before this all went down and got a lovely opportunity to shine. We had, um, we had Dana H, which I don't know if you heard about. Um, and we had, uh, is this a room? Those were the two plays. And so it kind of looks like right now that that is the direction that they have been going and in, in bringing in more avant-garde kind of off the cuff pieces. Um, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. You know, I, again, it's just so hard to know one day to the next, I'm sure you're all feeling it down there too in the arts world. It's just kind of a very interesting time for all of us. Um, but yes, that is the hope that we'll be presenting it. It starts previews in April. Yeah, the beginning of April and opens the end of April. Yeah, I guess everybody's just been kind of like leveled to this place where um, the key holders to what we used to know as ways to work and ways to live and ways to buy. It's just been, it's just changed so much. Like, right. I, I don't know if, if you're living in a uncertainty, but like, I know I, I'm always saying to Stevie, like, I just don't know what's around the corner. And we've been lucky to still be working. Um, but, you know, a lot of our friends, you know, didn't even have a job and had to pivot in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. I know Ryan can talk a lot about. I work in ticketing as well. And Do I, you? Awesome. Yeah, for, for a really long time. Actually, Ryan is the ticket. He's the, yeah, he's you the, are the ticket. He, That's what we're paying for. <laughs> I love yeah, it. I just came back in October. So, yeah. Okay. Where do you work, Ryan? I work at the Kennedy Center. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, you know, it is. I mean, we all are. It's uncharted territory for a lot of us. And that's why, you know, you just got to, I guess, be adapt, you know, being able to adapt and adjust. And, you know, I definitely fall, I fell back a lot on my teaching when Broadway was shut down. Um, there's a company I've been freelancing with for like seven years right in Brooklyn. They've been great to me. So I did a lot of that. We were working outside in Prospect Park just so we could get the kids out in a place together and not have to do virtual, which was incredible. And just really, again, just really made it very clear to me the connection and how wonderful performing arts is for that reason. And just being able to see them not have to sit behind a screen and just right. how what that did for them was just so phenomenal. Um, so thankful for that. Um, and yeah, then I, I fell into this great, the, this group of first graders in my neighborhood, their parents put together a pod, a lot of learning pods was go, were going on last year. Instead of like doing virtual, they like hired a teacher to come in and work with the kids. And so they hired uh, specials to come in like twice a week. So I did the dance and theater with them twice a week and like for the entire school year. And I just... Again, just to be able to watch them grow and learn in person was beautiful. And they just were a phenomenal group. And so it's, yeah. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, lots of great things. And then lots of, you know, just what is happening next? I hear you. What's around the corner? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, uh, Steve and Ryan and I, you know, very rarely kind of venture out and like, oh, let's go see a show. I mean, we, we I think we did go see West Side Story at the movies, which was like a huge outing for us. Yeah, we, we did go see that. What did you think? Oh, we love uh, West Side Story. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. I cried a little. I cried a little too. I definitely enjoyed it. I was very happy with it. You cried a lot. I cried a lot. You're a <laughs> um, We, um, I kind of felt like I wasn't, at times I kind of felt like I wasn't watching a movie musical. Yeah, they did. I mean, I thought the cinematography was absolutely stunning. I loved so many of the shots and lighting that they caught and just, yeah, I just, and I thought the, the performances really were fantastic. I mean, I, I, I really did. Um, and I liked what they did with the script. I liked some of the twists and turns, you know, I, I really love the original movie and I love the stage version. So I went in kind of like, Oh, what am I going to think? But I was, I was into it. I was really into it. I really liked what they did with anybody's character. Yes. It felt like, you know, a non-binary person. Yes. Um, and that kind of representation matters, of course, but it also explained anybody so much better than, you know, and of course, and, and the second I saw the treatment of how they were, you know, portraying her, I was like, oh, anybody's is non-binary. I understand. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's so, it was fascinating. And that one exchange as anybody's was leaving docs and saw Anita and oh. was like, go. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, yes. it chills because yes. even the knowing of that. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah uh, we loved that. But I think all that to say, like, we have not been, uh, well, there hasn't been much theater. And what when there has been... Um, I saw a play from Everyman Theater in my living room. Yeah, a lot of plays online. You've been watching uh, online, okay. Uh, we did see um, that beautiful, amazing, thank God we watched it, uh, the, the Barbara Streisand play. Oh, Buyer and Seller. Oh, right, right, right. It was a good. I haven't seen that. Oh, <laughs> well, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, my God, how come I haven't seen this? <laughs> this is so amazing. I feel like this that could be a good role for either of you, too. Like, right. I'm like, I, again, I don't know a ton about it, but I feel like the energy and everything just kind of is like you got to be able to carry the stage. It's like a one. No, my role right now is a pug dad. <laughs> uh, we just finished cooking some potatoes. I yes. love it. I um, love it. I no longer probably look at things through the the lens of a role, mm -hmm. unless me and Stephen are writing. We still our yeah. passion still is writing stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know. You, you, you can, we, occasionally, like if someone goes and sees a show and says, did you see this show? I think, oh, I'm not going to go see that show. <laughs> and not that I don't want to see that show. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just after, after a while, I know that you understand this. After a while, knowing how the sausage is made, mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like eating uh, dinner in the restaurant you work. Like you're like, oh, I'm sure the fill in this show is amazing. And I, I, I but I, right now I can't afford a $300 ticket to the, to the theater. Yeah, I know I get asked a lot. I'm like, have you seen this? And I, you know, I see stuff, but to be honest with you, like the last place I want to be after I get out of work is Times Square. So just like yeah. right back on the train, back to Brooklyn. And I love Brooklyn so much. I just love it as a borough. So it's just a really fantastic spot to be. Yeah, I can, I can, uh, I can only imagine like having that like shelter outside the city kind of mm. feels like your own little like Warren, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just a great mix of urban and neighborhood. It's like the beautiful like tree line brownstone streets and like a half a block from Prospect Park, which is essentially Central Park, but in Brooklyn. Um, and then you've got like two great avenues that are filled with bars and restaurants and shops, like all in walking distance. So it makes for a very, um, very nice way of living in terms of being in a really urban feel and then training into Manhattan for work and other things, so. Yeah, and, and whether you're whether you're uh, living, uh, whether you're making money as an artist or just uh, uh, seeing life through the lens as an artist or being able to be a mentor to kids about the arts and different things, it's interesting how 
um, rain, I always use this metaphor, but rain and snow and mist and um, are all come from the same thing. They just come in different forms. Mm -hmm. And um, what was your, take us to when you were a young, young, little frolicking (laughs) girl. A little what was your window into knowing that you wanted to be a storyteller on stage or that you wanted to be a ballerina or what was that? Did you have an in- influence of a teacher or were you that, that kid at church? Um, I'd say really that when I was about six years old, I was living in Philadelphia, Northeast Philadelphia. And my mom saw an advertisement for a brand new dance studio that was opening Northeast professional dance Academy. And she just on a whim registered me for classes for tap and ballet. And I really, I really took to it. In addition to the fact that I grew up really loving Olivia Newton, John and uh, Madonna, which Steve knows very well. And even from a very young age, I had their cassette tapes and would play them all the time was watching Greece. And then I'd say my, you know, another thing that really drew me and then with dance and everything was I got into a chorus line, the movie, and I, I watched so much. And my, my mom, mom, my mom's mom, my grandma, but I call her mom, mom. That's what we say in Philly. Um, she would have me perform what I did for love for anybody and everybody that would listen. Like, I, I, it just was like she was like my little manager around around town. Um, And I just, you know, I remember all that kind of confluence of things that just really drew me. And and as I got older and I moved out of the city into the into the suburbs, I got involved with community theater and then started taking voice lessons. And then I think by the time, you know, I was a junior in high school, I was like, I'm going to major in this in college. Like, this is really, you know, what I want to do. But dance was my first and foremost foray into expressing myself um, theatrically. Um, and something that I still do to this day very much. You know, I love choreographing and I love putting moves just to songs and telling stories through dance. It's like something I really, really enjoy. Let's, uh, (laughs) Stevie, am I talking too much? No, no, no. (laughs) Do you like, do you like my necklace? Okay. So Danielle, what you can't see Mm -hmm. um, is Matt Matt has a necklace pulled up over his ears, resting on his nose. It's a costume. Oh, okay. he looks ridiculous. No, and I, like I have to, to sit here and at, listen to him ask like serious to, questions, looking like a fool. I'm just trying to cheer up Ryan. This is like the magic of podcasting. You can be in your pajamas and like just be like doing your thing. Oh well, my what's, god! Yeah. What's wrong, Ryan? What's going on? Oh no, he's just playing. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you have an idea for a podcast? Like it was about the shower. Uh, no, I think that was a cabaret idea. Oh, okay. To do a cabaret in the shower. Um, <laughs> wait, yes. so what did were all four of us possibly in a show together? Yeah. Yeah, we were totally. in Pippin, right? Weren't we all in Pippin? Yeah. Oh, that's. A, that's oh, a you know what? Subject. It's funny you bring that up <laughs> as the number one thing because I'm constantly haunted. I'm sorry, listeners. My entire life, I've been haunted by the idea that Ryan got the part of Lewis over me. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, shoot. And he's been following us around for years. And now he's here in the living room. And if anyone's listening, I want people to go back and watch those tapes. I think what tapes? There weren't audition tapes. I think Mr. Herman must have had some no. video <laughs> surveillance in there. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? I love it. So um, my father is, is an auctioneer, right? And the book. I, I I know I saw something about the book. Did he write so, a book? So years ago, okay. yes, he did. Okay. Yes. Years ago, someone came in and was selling stuff at his auction, and they started throwing away stuff. This wasn't that long ago. No. Yeah. And sure enough, my dad said, "You know, Matthew, if uh, if someone starts throwing away stuff, I can really go through the trash and see what it is they're throwing away." <laughs> and he said, "I need you to sit down." And I was like, "Oh my God, what's what are you going to say to me?" Anyways, long story short, because I don't want to make it about me, um, some. <laughs> Someone was selling stuff, and in the trash that they were throwing away was one of Mr. Herman's grade books <gasps> from Scene Study. What? And I'm not sure if your name's in it, but it does go like up to 1990. I think it's 1994. Five. I don't know. It, it, it was right before us. It was right before you. Yeah. Was anyway, so right before us. Whoa. 
Yeah. Whoa. So, but anyways, that's just really, really cool. I haven't told anybody that because I'm worried that you have now. Well, you've so, told a lot of people now. Well, I, I'm worried that somehow it would look like I'm looking at people's grades, or <laughs> it's like somehow like unethical. And you were just looking for yourself. I just don't want Bill Barr to come to my house. <laughs> right, knock on that door. Excuse me. No one wants that. So let's okay. So let's all talk about <laughs> Pippin for a second. Okay. Yes. Well, okay. I think I think about that because it was like our freshman year, Steve. Like we were cast as freshmen. It was like a little, you know. Oh, we were badasses, and we, we knew were, it totally. Mary Robert. Yes. Was such an influence and so mm. positive. Mm. Love her. And she, I mean, and Matt, you and I danced together. They put together like that the whole like um, sex ballet section oh, remember right. we, we did like the final that. part three like we learned it like a week before opening that's right yeah yeah oh my gosh yeah i was i was still just so mad about ryan <laughs> i don't think i ever even saw myself in the show seething you were seething seething flames flames <laughs> my god my god were yeah you, were you guys all were the three of you not me in take it easy Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I came and saw that. Yeah. Make it cheesy. Oh shucks. Hey, and Ryan had a role in that too, Ryan. Right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, oh, Ryan yeah. was 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 the killer with uh, Katie Strzok. Yeah. Oh right. right. Yeah. Is she still in Alaska? Yes. Yeah. She yeah. is, why, I believe. Why would someone live in Alaska? <laughs> She's like, sing- yeah, she does. She's singing in a band or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you had said originally that your mother saw something in Philadelphia. Yeah, she just she started me in dance class and it was like, great, you're really good. And then by like age eight, I was competing. They put see we had a competition team and they were just, you know, get, getting into that. So I was competing, dancing, you know, competitive dancing um, and like doing that was like my weekends pretty much <laughs> growing up. And so you're um, from Philadelphia. Yeah, from Philly. But, uh, yeah, Philly originally and then moved up to Bucks County, Pennsylvania when I was about 12 and went um, went to high school up there. And that's where I that's where I started to get more into musical theater as a whole, doing like community theater stuff, high school stuff. I worked at Sesame Place. That was my first summer job. I was a dancer. I was one of the characters at Sesame Place because that's it's in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. It's like the only Sesame Place in, in the United States. Um, does it still exist? It does. And oh, they, wow. they're open year round now. It used to be like they were only it was primarily a summer spot and people from all over the world came, especially to like meet Elmo. Um, but they'd have we'd be, we, you know, they'd have live shows and we learned them. And we'd be dancing in like 95 degree heat and these like insane costumes. It's like, <laughs> I think that's what I'm like. That's why they hired high schoolers because they never would have gotten anyone else to say yes. To this. Right. High schoolers are more likely not to die. Right. right. Or they're like more likely to be like, this is so cool. Like my first job, I'm performing. So, um, yeah. And then I ended up heading to Virginia for college from there. And then I, li- I mean, I've a lot of chapters. I was in LA right out of college. I lived in Vegas for a few years. I when lived- were you in LA? I was in LA from like 2000 to 2002, like right after graduating college until I got, I booked Mamma Mia in Vegas, the original Vegas company. And that's what took me out of LA to Vegas. Um, yeah. But yeah, LA was, you know, just, Lots of side jobs, lots of auditioning. Um, yeah, I went there right after college as well. To Vegas? Did. To LA. To La La Land? Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah. It was probably one of the best times of my life. Yeah. I vaguely remember it. It was a long time ago. <laughs> it was that good. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know it was a good time. <laughs> um, when we were in Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, me and Steven, after like three days, of course, we were tourists and we were mm-hmm. in, in the Venetian. Yeah. After like three days of being there, we were kind of like, oh, my God, what else is there to really do? We didn't really know. So when your your sit down in Vegas was for how long? I was out there for like three years and I did the show for two years straight. Then I left. And at the time I was with Eric and he stayed out there and I came to New York for a few months. Then I went back and I did the show for another six months and another track. So all said and done three years. I mean, it was like. It was a fairly long chapter, like, and I loved it. It was like what a rock star chapter to be doing a show on the strip and just kind of like pre-children, just kind of like 
living a rock star lifestyle. And did you just kind of hang out there on the strip every night? Or do you like go and venture out what's nearby? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some, there's some lovely, like Red Rocks is gorgeous out in Summerlin. Um, But no, we had our places off the strip too, as a company, you know, they housed us for the first year. So we all lived in like the same apartment complex. And um, there happened to be this Irish pub right across the street that we all pretty much became regulars at. And it was like, we'd get there at like 1130 at night after our show and they would start happy hour at midnight there. Funny enough, I remember that they started a happy hour at midnight. So we'd be there. I mean, but there was also a lot of partying on the strip. You know, you can kind of, you know, like you can just kind of go wherever you want when you're in a show and they're like, oh, yeah, sure. Come on in, you know, so lots of count cards. What'd you say? Can you count cards now? Gambler? <laughs> gambler, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a gambler. I'm a slot. I'm the slot person. I'm the I'm the lady at the slots, you know, sticking in the quarters. <laughs> One more gin and tonic, please. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's be real. That's why you really sit down and gamble, right? For the free drinks. Absolutely. <laughs> like, let's be real. <laughs> I have one. I have one more book, Brooklyn story. Can I tell it, Steve? Of course. Oh God, yes. Sure. Okay. I also lived in Brooklyn. But go ahead. Where were Hi. you? Are you following me? Are you following me around, Ryan? I think you followed me. I was in <laughs> LA, then New York. No, I was in Sunset Park. Oh, okay. Not too far from where I am. Yeah. yeah. I really loved it too. Like you said, it's just a neighborhood feel. Yeah. And if uh, and Danielle, if you want to find us, you just cross Washington into Virginia. We're in our own little Brooklyn, but you passed you passed the Pentagon, and we're right there beside McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd love to see your faces, and I I've followed so closely like all the cool things that you both have done, and all three of you. But I know specifically you and you know Steve and Matt, and your collaborations and the shows that you've written, and going back to Shenandoah and staging. You staged a show there, right in the in the Black Box Theater a year a few years ago now. Yeah, it's to 2014. Yeah, like I just, yeah, it's been fantastic to see everyone flourish and do their things. It's really been great. Yeah, and you know, I think uh, I, I still teach a lot of kids. Um, I teach piano and also um, some acting stuff for kids. I just had an acting class at night. And I, you know, me and Stephen were asked to speak to a graduating high school class during the pandemic. And we didn't know really how to angle it, approach it. And, and mm-hmm. one of the things that we found was we told the class. What did we say, Stephen? I we, can't remember. We, we, <laughs> we said to embrace every version of you, of you that comes along because mm-hmm. there will be a different version that you won't recognize along the way because you start out thinking that you are only going to be this one version, not mm-hmm. knowing that you're going to become a plethora and a uh, um, what's the thing you hold for a paint? A palette. Yeah, you're just going to be a palette of life where you can go into the red if you want. You can go into the blue if you want, but you're going to have different colors along the way. Why do you choose red and blue? Because is that a political veil? Because we're watching MSNBC. <laughs> uh, but no, here's my quick story. Yes, tell me the Brooklyn. Brooklyn one time. And I was literally, if I went up to the roof of the place I was at, I was across from the Statue of Liberty. Okay, so you may have been Red Hook, maybe. Maybe. It was very, very pricey. Mm-hmm. And Brooklyn I Heights a, or Brooklyn Heights. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. And I had a driver that picked me up that night from this house. This is before Uber. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I was at a very special donor's house and I was you know pooping myself a little <laughs> um and so we got in the I got in the car and the guy started to drive and I said to him like an eight-year-old kid I said oh are we gonna go across the Brooklyn Bridge and he said no that's the long way um, and I said but I'm only here for tonight and I've never been over the Brooklyn Bridge and I used to watch taxi <laughs> <laughs> And he, right? turns, he, and he turns the car around Aww. and took me over the bridge. Aww. And I was by myself in this black, like, car that I felt like I was, you know, on top of the world. Was and there I was looking out uh, at, at everything, like, oh, my God. Mm. It was so cool. That's, like, such a movie montage moment. Like, what was the song that was playing in your head as you were driving across the Brooklyn Bridge, you know? It was the theme from Sex and the City. <laughs> 
Love it. And, and just like that. <laughs> and just like that. Are we, I know I'm kind of, I can't believe I'm watching that, but I am. I was joking with Ryan earlier. It's like, I was like, oh, tomorrow's Thursday. There's another episode out. And then it's like, and just like that, I lost my arm. Like, (laughs) what's it going to be next time? Just like that, I pooped my pants. (laughs) You're so right, though. Some of the scenarios are like, wow, they really, what what was going on in that writer's room? Like, (laughs) I, I think they're just all trying to make up for a multitude of like, you know, when the show was on, it was a different time and 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 in hindsight there's lots of terrible things on it but there's lots of terrible things on everything from the past (laughs) so i think they're just trying a big course correction yeah but they're they're kind of over course correcting at times i think um right they're checking a lot of boxes i feel but and it feels like just so in your face that you're like okay but i can't stop watching you know no but you're right same thing i still tune in Still well, I'm, I, 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 I kind of see ourselves yeah. in, in them, whether I like the writing or directing or whatever, I kind of, I've just always seen myself through in them in, in some ways. Mm-hmm. You're a Carrie. You think I'm a Carrie? I don't know. Maybe. I think on some evenings after a few drinks, I've been each of them. <laughs> <laughs> you just like, it's like multiple personality disorder. They all just kind of come in and out. <laughs> Basically. It's, uh. I saw a thing the other day that said that the, the women of and just like that are the same age as the Golden Girls when they started the Golden Girls. Isn't Stop that crazy? It. Stop it. That's so wild. It's it's nuts. Um, oh, God. Pop culture. Oh, um, God. So what happened after Vegas? Um. So after Vegas. Uh, yeah. So. I got like the baby bug in Vegas. So, and I had always been on this timeline of like, I want to have a child by the time I'm 29. Like, that's what I want. I want my first child. So, and we <clears throat> had built a house in Vegas because we were out there during the housing boom. So like we got in on it and we just flipped it just in time, right before the housing bubble burst. So we left Vegas with like, you know, a little bit of change. And we're like, we didn't really know where we wanted to be. Um, and we ended up, just finding this like quaint Main Street USA little town in North Jersey called Madison. It's not far from Morristown. And it was like a, you know, easy enough train ride into New York. Like if we wanted to, if I wanted to do an audition or something came up. Um, and we ended up finding a place and just like, then I got, I got pregnant soon after. And so, um, that's where Dylan was born. And that was a very small footnote. That was about a year length. And I, you know, some teaching happened. I like did a dance program at, at a local um, theater camp. I was teaching for Arthur Murray. So I got like into the ballroom scene for a little bit, which was really interesting and fun. And then Dylan was born and uh, then everything changed from that point on. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's like right after Vegas, that's, where I was and then went to Florida for like almost two years. And that was, uh, it was, I don't know. I don't know how to describe that time. It was kind of one of those things. Like there's a reason everything happens, but I wouldn't say that was like the highlight of places. Um, but a lot of great things did happen too. Like, you know, I got like, I worked with Marsha Milgram Dodge down there, which was a lot of fun and really cool to be in her. Like, we world. love her. Yeah. Do you know? I know. Have you, did, what did you work with her on? Did you, did you work with her? Yeah. At Signature? I, no, I worked okay. with her at Ford's Theater and at the Kennedy Center. I've done three shows with her. Awesome. She's amazing. She's she was a podcast great. guest. She was? Yeah. Yeah, she was fantastic. I loved watching her work. Um, we did. I did anything goes at Malt Jupiter, and she directed and choreographed. And it was like right around the ragtime time. <clears throat> She's so, the best. I love um, her. Yeah, I mean, so like again, a lot of cool things, but Florida just wasn't the right vibe um, at the end of the day. And then, and from then, what I see on the TV, it still doesn't look like the right vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, give me like a nice condo by the beach. I'd be cool with that. But like you know, that I could like be a snowbird at, but I, I don't think I can live there full time. I mean, there's a lot of great people down there, but it's just a different vibe. It's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. It's a good vacation vibe. But, yeah. So I just have to pause you before uh, we leave Florida. You, mm-hmm. you worked for Arthur Murray. I did. 
what came to my mind. Oh, is that when to blame it on the movies? Arthur, Arthur Murray, Murray da, 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 taught, taught me dancing, dancing in a hurry. <laughs> blame it on the movie. Right. That was that key. That was Katie Strock's number, right? I had a week to spare. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Steven, are you going to do the entire. He taught me the groundwork, the walk around work, and told me to take it from there. Yes. Oh my God. That I would never have thought of that until you jogged my memory, Steve. I loved Blame It on the Movie. Oh, oh yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Such a great little review. What was that? I'm just joking. No. <laughs> do you have hearing aids just like Steve on just like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we have so many, I mean, so many, so many memories from Shenandoah. Remember, remember that show, Big River? Remember the casting in that show? I was not in that, but Matthew and Ryan can speak to that. Yeah. yeah. That was the probably like the most out-of-box casting I've personally ever been cast in, you know, <laughs> when I go to the cast list to see that I'm one of the slaves with, oh you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Marcus and Daryl and it was just like I was like awesome I love it so out of the box I I just wonder if there was some confusion um I I don't don't know that was yeah it was a very interesting out of the box moment but I just I mean I always felt like some of the oh I always felt like what happened I don't know I thought the dog let a little toot oh did he I don't know it sounded like a toot Oh, your little puppies. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, so. yeah. This brings me to my dog, like, no, my dog is a musical instrument. Oh, musical. You, you say that like everybody knows what that is. <laughs> they will when it becomes a hit. Matt makes up songs in bed. Um, and in the mornings, he's particularly prolific. Um, and our, this, the, you know, none of this is about you. Um, so I'm sorry. but That's the, okay. The dogs, our bigger dog, Byron, um, he's just a little chubbier than the other one. He let out a toot uh, in bed and it was quite funny. So then Matt immediately composed this song. Hot, this is a world premiere, everyone. Here is Matt, Matt with My Dog. What is it? My Dog is a Musical Instrument. Go ahead. Is it My Dog is a Musical Instrument, a Musical Instrument, a Musical <laughs> My <laughs> that was, I think that was it all around okay. the town. Okay, okay, back to Big River. Now, here's here's what I'm gonna say, and this is my opinion with a lowercase o. This is not a fact, this is not science. Um, I always felt like when we were at Shenandoah, and it didn't feel like that when we went back, but it always felt like Shenandoah when I was there was like visiting an older classic sort of um curriculum Mm -hmm. and that um it really wasn't quite up to maybe a lot of current ideas but it was still teaching you sort of the very basic building blocks you needed to do like for instance you know i never thought we would have done something like fiorello you know who does Mm -hmm. fiorello but we did fiorello um, Bloomer girl. Now the college is definitely doing <laughs> a lot more contemporary, you know, things. But I felt like maybe the choices that happened with Big River like that at the time was sort of what I would call an old school mentality. Yeah, tell us about the Mikado a little bit, Matt. Being in the Mikado? <laughs> Talk about problematic. <laughs> oh God, I wasn't in that. Oh, oh yes, you are. Right. You know, if you look at the if you look at the photos, <laughs> you were one of the leads. If you look at the photos, you can't. You don't see. I'm not. I got pulled over by a cop going home between shows <laughs> with my full beat on my face. Oh my gosh! It was one of those moments of like, what in gay hell is happening? I'm getting pulled over and have to explain this. This is pre-gay marriage too. Oh, this is <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, like Nanky Poo. Nanky Poo. It was a terrible what, thing. Um, oh dear lord. Danielle, yes. what was so one many. of your favorite classes that you looked forward to at our our Almer Modder? Almer Modder. Almer. Oh well, I had definitely have to put Mary Robert's jazz class like at the top there. Yes. I Do mean, you want to uh, ride in my uh, Mercedes, boy? I was, you, you know, obsessed with her, you know. I mean, I still am, but I just, like, loved and tainted love. Remember the tainted yes. love combination? Have you seen the sun? Have you seen her sun? Yes. Oh, my good Beautiful Lord. dancer. Oh, breathtaking. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just, he like defies gravity. <laughs> I'm like, ah. it's incredible. <laughs> Um, incredible yeah um that was probably well not probably that was definitely up there and I did I loved musical theater ensemble I know that wasn't necessarily a true class but I did love being you know doing blame it on the movies and having that time um oh that's right blame it on the movies was a part of MTE yeah it was the Oscar and Hammerstein wasn't it yeah like I remember watching Grand Night. I feel like that was the year. Was that choreographed by Tracy? Yeah. Yes, that was a great show too. Did we like rehearse like in like those three the yeah like S six or something? Where I took oral skills or something like that. Probably. Oh yes, oral skills. I always tell the story of Doctor Og. I think she's now passed, so God rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you guys, I had to take a class with a woman who said, you don't sing Billy, you sing Billy. <laughs> that was like a real thing. Hilarious. Hilarious. I love oh my it. God. Just All the so- memes. I only took IPA because I thought it was about beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I'm um, bum. He'll be here all night. Oh, <laughs> my God. I remember you and me walking uh, from Armstrong to, like, the cafeteria. Like, mm. it wasn't Armstrong. It was it was Essex or wherever stupid place we were rehearsing. But um, And you got the solo of Let's Hear It for the Boy. And you're <laughs> like, I want, like, a Madonna mic. <laughs> and I want, like, and I remember, like, we were just living our best lives. Like, about mm-hmm. to go eat chicken fingers or something. <laughs> totally. And and like just so excited about everything to do with, you know, 100 percent. Remember, I was thinking back to the first like the first night I met you, Steve, when I was, you know, very sober and walking through the freshman dorms and I'm like (laughs) walking on the bottom floor and I see this door like filled with Madonna posters and pictures. And I'm like, I have to know who lives in this room. (laughs) <laughs> and I knocked on the door and you answered. I was like, oh, hi, <laughs> I'm Danielle. Oh, oh. Uh, I love those people. Sigh. That was a great time. Great time. Those, those were those were cute people. Cute little Which kids. Dorm was oh, that was the freaking, you know, the fresh. What was that called? Freshman, the freshman dorm. It was. Um, oh, my God. We're old. It wasn't Funkhauser. It's not Parker. It's, it's not Parker. No. <laughs> It was across from Parker. Uh, yeah, Racy, Racy Hall. Racy. Yeah. <laughs> See, we are all early onset uh, Alzheimer's here. So. Exactly. And just like that, I forgot my <laughs> freshman dorm name. And the oldest person thought of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, that's true. Um, I remember that. I do remember um, all the crazy times. So Matthew and Ryan lived at the house. Mm. Um I think we all lived at the house at one point or another, didn't we? Mm. You did not. I did not. I did. Ryan did. Matt yeah. did. All the crazy parties there. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Those days. I don't know what you're talking about. I remember. Oh, I did chaperone a few. Oh, you did not. <laughs> I chaperoned a few. So, so oh, Danielle, after, yes. after Florida, you... Mm-hmm. It's Florida to Brooklyn. Is that it? It is. It's Florida to Brooklyn and hence where I've been. And um, yeah, I just, I really ended up focusing big time on education when I first got here and actually got into like early childhood education. Like I'm talking like infant through like three or four years old, which was an incredible learning experience with deconstructing the way that I teach or that anyone would teach, I would think, because it's like just such a different um it's process oriented, not really product oriented, if that makes sense. And just to be in the moment with, with the littles and watch them kind of like experience it in such a different way from what I was used to was, was really fantastic. And I, you know, I worked with a company that I ended up, you know, helping them kind of open one of their locations and started writing curriculum for them and just kind of got a taste of that side of everything. And that was fantastic. Um, And jumped around to a bunch of places freelancing between the city and Brooklyn. And then, um, and then it was about three years ago where I got the opportunity to like, just kind of pivot and see what this whole world of, you know, 
ticketing was. And we all know the unions are really strong in New York. It's cool to be a part of a union. Are you IATSE? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. IATSE. Are you fellow IATSEan? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's learning a different facet of, of the business has been really interesting. I'm sure you can attest to that as well, Ryan. Um, I, I, mixing with the management more and liaisoning with, you know, that whole side of it and kind of watching how collaborative it is in the front of house as much as it is backstage. It's just, it all ties together. And uh, yeah. And then I've done some really fun, fun shows up here too. Like there's a great off, off Broadway house right in Brooklyn called gallery players. And um, I did pajama game with them and I did uh, Jerry's girls with them. Mm -hmm. And um, I also got to get my hands on Sally Bowles at a theater up here, which was awesome. And Maisie LaBird and, you know, and yeah. And then there's a really cool, um, they're friends of mine and we've been on stage together, but they're also husband and wife team that they write original musical theater they'll take um public domain fairy tale stories for the most part and they'll give it a spin rewrite it um and it's not an audience participation style show they're about an hour long all original music um and it's children's theater and uh i've been a part of like three or four of their shows and we've done them all over in brooklyn um and it's you know so lots of cool little collaborating going on and yeah, you said something about teaching infants. Mm-hmm. What does that entail? Well, uh, the the youngest class I did teach was called Infant Milestones, and it was like a, mother, a mommy and me style class, and these babies were like brand new. Um, and it was all geared towards connection for the mother and the child, like through music and song. Mm. Um, there was different exercises to help the baby with like, Anything from like, you know, just mobility to um, if they had like gas or they were like dealing with that kind of stuff, like exercises they could do to help their bodies release and stuff. There was some visual tracking exercises with bubbles and whatnot. Um, they, we did some baby sign language with them to help the parents kind of learn how to communicate. That is fascinating. Um, yeah, I've really, never heard of that. Yeah, like at the end of the day, I think for a big piece of it was getting parent moms or dads um, in a room together so they'd have an outlet as well and, you know, connect with having a newborn. But yeah, no, they were, they were definitely working the babies as well. Tummy time was a big piece of the class because it helps to build like their neck strength. So they always recommend tummy time from a very young age. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say those were the like main core points of the of the class itself. Oh, what one more follow up from Ryan? Here yeah, you. no, uh, this yes. is completely different. What's your favorite part of New York? Like, what's your favorite part of being there? Hmm. Pizza. Um, <laughs> I think for me, um, I like. Oh, I, this is probably a, a reflection on where I live specifically, but I like. Um, having everything close by that I don't need a car. I, I enjoy walking and being out in the world. And I really like knowing that I can like go to my local bar and have a few beers and not have to worry about getting in a car or driving home. Um, there's a very, uh, there's a functionality to that that I'm really drawn to. Um, and I, you know, being from the Northeast and then living on the West Coast for many years, I always knew I wanted to get back to the East Coast. And I just I just really do love the energy of the people. Um, I feel like they they have a rough exterior sometimes, but you, most of the people that I've interacted with have hearts of gold. And it's just like kind of a camaraderie that I feel when I'm here. Um, yeah. Yeah. Love New York. You know, yeah. Stephen, Stephen and I occasionally when we're in the car – we, of course, live in Washington, near Washington. We take it all for granted because we've, you know, been there, done that. Oh, it's that. But there, every once in a while, there's that moment where we're driving in the car and we'll be like, oh, my God. There's the Washington Monument. We, we, <laughs> yeah. we, we live in Washington. Look, we're, we're, we're it's just so, um, you, I, I'm sure you have lots of moments where you're, what you see, oh, it's, I'm in New York. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you know, and seeing it through through the tourist eyes every now and again is lovely, you know, like interfacing with people that come to see shows, you know, and they've never seen anything like this before. So like seeing something through a kid's eyes for the first time, it can be very fun to speak with people that are just experiencing it. I mean, there's just really the energy is just so eclectic. Um it's it's it can be magical and then you I can also make you want to pull your hair out so there's like a dichotomy too that's what I and the city will continue to kick you in the ass no matter how many years you've lived here <laughs> but then when I'm not there I miss it you know or when I'm not here for a week or I go on vacation I miss it and I haven't really felt that with somewhere that I've lived before so well and, and you didn't feel that way about racy <laughs> except for racy that's yeah. the only other place it was the fungus in the made. showers that did it for <laughs> it you, wasn't totally it? It totally was. Like, I yeah. loved that so much. Well, uh. before we go, I just want to know some things that have been getting you through the last year, mm. two two years. Is there, um, mm -hmm. is there a, a Netflix series that we were in love with? Did you read a book that was like, you have to read? What 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 is something that just got you through or yeah. is getting you through? Is getting me through. Um, I think... Right out of the gate, it was kind of uh, playing around and um, actually dancing with my son at home. We were doing some fun little video things like learning That's some so choreography that. Um, that I really, really had a great time with. Um, I love to bake, but I got more into baking in the past year and a half in terms of like with my cupcake work, like working with piping and really trying to learn how to decorate and like homemade frostings and even homemade cakes um, like like from scratch cupcakes and stuff like that. And I will say that I've gone done a lot of inner inner work. Like I, you know, I'm that person that's always looks ahead. So being forced to be in the moment has really made me kind of go inwards. And um, there's a an author, Young, Young, Y-U-N-G Pueblo, P-U-E-B-L-O, Young Pueblo. And he has a few books and they're like, almost like little reflections. It's not like reading a full like chapter book or anything like that, but just reflections about different places in your life and where you are that have really resonated with me. Um, so I've been really into his work. And then of course, yeah, doing the Netflix and like binges and stuff like that. I'm a very much like, um, I love the Bridgerton, like coming of age, like Bridgertons. And I love Younger, which was on TV land with Sutton Foster and Hilary Duff. Um, I she's like pretending to be like someone that's not her age, right? Exactly. She's yeah, yeah. like a 40 plus, like a 40 year old woman when the series starts who gets divorced and has to start over again. So she goes into New York and pretends she's like 25 and gets a job at a publishing company. <laughs> um, yeah, it's fun. Can't be. I like the rom com kind of like light, lighthearted things. Um, yeah. So I think those would be my top three. Few um, things. I we have just been on a loop of Netflix and uh, like, you know, what is the latest thing that has been out that we have watched besides and just like that squid game squid game. Oh, my God. I haven't watched that yet. Do you all recommend? I don't know I if mean, I can stomach it. Ugh. If you're into light rom-coms, I don't know if that was <laughs> for you. Yeah. You know what else I did? I did a Vanderpump Rules binge. Like I watched all 2016 or whatever seasons it was in like oh three months. God. I don't it? know. Vanderpump Rules. What is that? It's like at a bar and it's like the people who work at the bar. The Okay. This, this fun story. I It's not really a fun story. Um, when you work at Ford's Theater, the, you get a free gym membership to this gym across this, you know, two blocks down. So between shows, you just, you know, go to the gym and or you get a ticket <laughs> what the Mikado ticket <laughs> no um so so we there were tvs on these things and uh you know the treadmills and whatever and it would only get like three channels and vanderpump rules was always on and i was like what the f is this i don't want to watch the news i don't want to watch whatever infomercials on this other <laughs> channel i'm just going to watch this trash tv and i got so into it uh. at one point because it was the only thing i was watching between every matinee day and uh but then i never got back into it because it felt like that was the only time i would have the window for uh 
like experiencing that. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. I mean, believe me, like, I don't know if I'm like, if I walked away with any life changing theories or like, but yeah, I got hooked. I got hooked and it was a good, good escapism type thing for me. And I just, yeah. And now I'm like, Sheena Shea, you know, like it's all happening. Like her famous quote, you know, it's all <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's all happening, Danielle. It's it has been a, a treat to catch up with you. Oh. Um, I'm so glad. Yes, hands out. Go. Join us. Leave Leave your your yeah. flowers. Um, we uh we <laughs> love cat you were in No, that. he was in the opening number because he was back getting ready. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, Ryan, God. you better Why? watch your back. I'm telling you. I am telling you, Danielle, <laughs> this is a subject that comes up at least once a week. I'm bringing the, you know what? I'm gonna do a one-man cabaret. It's called Solitaire. Solidaire. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a busted show. Um, Lewis. So, so thank you so much. Good um, luck to you. You you now have a teenage son, right? He's going to be fourteen on next Friday. I saw that on your on the the book of the face. Um, happy so birthday, Dylan! Happy birthday, thank Dylan! You. He's he's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I love him so much. And you know what? I do have to give him a little plug because he's an aspiring podcaster, like like you oh. all. And he has a podcast that he that he does on Anchor FM called the Long Shot Podcast. Okay, it's all about sports and fantasy football, which I know you're all so into. But I mean, give it a listen. He's yeah. a, he's, a, he's he's like he wants to be a broadcaster. He wants to be a sports broadcaster. So he's uh. And where, and where can people follow you? Me, um, yeah. I I'm primarily Instagram now, and my you know, B baby smirk is my. You, if you look up Danielle Ferretti Paris, you'll find me. That's primarily what I use for social media. I have a website as well, but um, that's more for like businessy stuff and just kind of all my little things that I like to do. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we love you. We miss yeah, you. Thank and... you so, so much. Such an honor to be asked to be on here. So thank you. And when the world is normal again, mm -hmm. we hope to be able to see you in some way. Um, let's go to Brooklyn. Yeah, let's yes. go to Brooklyn, guys. You're always welcome in Brooklyn. Well, I'm going to call Mary Robert, <laughs> and we are going to we are going to remount <laughs> Pippin. <laughs> this is at, it with so, the original cast. So that's, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> encore directed directed by Marshall Milgram. Yes. Oh my gosh. Let's get this going. I don't know if my back would like take that kind of dancing at this point, yeah. to be honest with you, but yeah. it might be fun to watch me try. Of course. Well, I could be Charlemagne. Oh my God, Mike <laughs> Esterheld. That name <gasps> just fell out of my mouth. Oh Lord. Was he was, no, that was Top Hat Bob. Bob? Top Hat Bob and Bill. <laughs> Who was the head? Oh, the yeah. head was Ben Church. Ben Church. Oh. <laughs> God, Ben Church. Church. All these names. Remember, Nene, some are some Nene, are wrong. Some are wrong. Nene was was the grandmother. Yes. Molinari was the Fastrada. Ben Franklin was Pippin. Pippin. Jenny Soto was Greg, Catherine. Greg Goodbrode yes. was the leading player. Yes. Yeah, it was a great cast. It yeah. was a great cast. No wonder I was in the back. Oh wait, I do, <laughs> I do have one. Are you so? So here's a good question. Just to, I know we're trying to wrap, but oh, yeah. just out of curiosity, who from SU do you still? Uh, are you still in touch with at all, or is it just all kind of like kind of sorta? I see what they do on Facebook. No, I definitely like Sean Hollenbach and I, you know, and he doesn't live in New York anymore. Like he and his husband move out to the Berkshires. But while he was here, I definitely saw him a handful of times. He was my date to the opening opening night of Be More Chill. Um, Steve Jones, I keep in touch with quite a bit. That is primarily through, you know, through social media. Uh, Laura Wayez and I, I mean, she was, she was a huge piece of my life, um, especially like, when um, I was going through some things a few years ago, but uh, she has been awesome to be around in New York. And uh, and I did get to see Marcus not so, oh, yeah. so long ago. I was actually in Florida. This was like three years ago now. 
mm-hmm. in February and I ran, I, I met up with Marcus and that was a nice little walk down memory lane. But yeah, those, those are the names that definitely come to mind. Of course, Eric, Eric and I co-parent Dylan beautifully and we still are in each other's lives very much um, and very close friends. And yeah, so. I met uh, Marcus in Sweden a few years ago. Oh, like when he was he used to do that program out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah we went out there and I stayed with him out there. Yeah, it was yeah you've been you've been everywhere too, Ryan, huh? You've jumped around. Yeah, and then COVID hit. Okay. Yeah. And that brought you back to the DC well, area. I just, I've I've been DC for God, twenty two thousand and four. Yeah. Okay. Like that. Yeah. It was around Rose. I think it was the Roosevelt years. <laughs> <laughs> We, we clearly still talk to Ryan. Clearly, um, yes. And who else? Yeah, how about you? Who are we've is seen, all your circle? I used to call Robin Hart Schroff mm. on the phone like every three months we would catch up. That hasn't happened in forever. But it happened. It would happen every year for years on Tony Night Award or the Tony Award night. We would, so for some reason, call each other to be like, Matt, Robin, did you see that? Oh. And we talk about the performances. Katie Strzok actually came through a few years ago too. Katie Strzok has been down to see. She's brought her kids from Alaska to see some shows at Ford's that I was in. Oh, Laura Wyass awesome. has been on our couch. And she's on the podcast. On this podcast, yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah. If she's... you think it's, it's lonesome, um, oh yeah, I love her. Ryan Williams came by the Kennedy Center. I ran into him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And what else? Kathy Voiko sang one of my songs in New York City when we went up for some sort of. And then she was just in the news, right? Yeah, she's getting a lot of nice press right now with Hugh Jackman calling her out. And yeah, for jumping in for Marianne Peru. Yeah. For Sutton. Yeah. I hear her name quite a bit. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I I list Bobby Spencer. I've run into him when he was in. I mean, I've run into a lot of people, I'd say, especially living in New York over the course of this last decade plus. even Mary Robert, I had lunch with her, like, God, this is probably five years ago now, but she had come through. Um, so, yeah, this is in that. But I'd say, like, in terms of, like, keeping in touch and talking to, I the people I mentioned would be, you know. I don't want to leave there. anybody out, though. I mean, Jenny Cartney definitely has played some of our shows. Yeah. Um, has stayed with us a few times. Uh, we. Uh, oh, Garland. Who? James Garland. Oh, James Garland. <laughs> yep, he was around for a hot second. Um, uh, and of course, us being here in Arlington and only an hour and a skip away, there was seemed kind of like a natural sort of like, let's see what DC is about if I'm not going to go to New York. And we also met, met a new generation when we went back there to do two shows. Yeah, we yeah. did. Um, yeah, my boss at the Kennedy Center actually graduated from Shenandoah. I was not there. She, it was after us, but yeah. Oh, yes. Who was it? Her name's Stephanie. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I thought there was cool. another Shenandoah alum that was working at Kennedy Center. Not oh, anymore. T- tons. Okay. Tobin Moss okay. used to work at the Kennedy Center. Okay. Yeah. We're everywhere. We are. We're just like everywhere. We really, really we're are. We're like black mold. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't? when you think it's not there. Is that like the mold in Racy's showers? <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. I'll find oh my you. Uh, we you. love you, Danielle, oh, and uh, you thank you for catching up with us. Um, it was, the it best. was an, amazing. Um, so much fun. And we wish you all kinds of luck and happiness in thank the future you. and hoping that we all come out of this thing uh, better soon. Ditto, ditto, ditto. Absolutely. Wonderful to talk to you, Danielle. What'd you say? Wonderful to talk to you. Oh, all of you too. Thank you so, so much. Please take care, stay healthy and safe, and please come visit Brooklyn and look me up. Yes. Absolutely. Right. All right. Bye, Danielle. Bye. Good night. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much, Danielle. It was great hearing your voice. Great to catch up. Yeah. Um, it's been too long, and this is uh, it's another um, great weekend catching up with Sean Hollenbach and Danielle. Um, it feels like, uh, oh gosh, now Eddie just came up from downstairs. Oh, what's going on downstairs? Looks like there's a cleanup on aisle three. I'll have to take care of it momentarily. Um, but you don't have to worry about that. You're in your own home and that's... that's we'll keep you posted. Yeah, or not. You can just imagine. Um, 
So uh, please check the link in the description. Log on to the Discord uh, message board. It's an interactive message board where you can see content that I only put there. Photos from college, stuff like that. I have not put any up yet this weekend. I'm trying to space it out in between when we drop the episodes. Uh, just so there's content on there through the week. So I'll be putting something up maybe tomorrow, maybe Sunday, uh, some photos of Danielle and Sean. Um, feel free to drop by, say hi. Um, it's a fun little space. Uh, so check that out. Also check out our Spotify playlist of the late 90s music. Please add some songs. Steve Jones has been DJing on there, adding quite a few, so I know you can beat him. Um I, or maybe you can't. Steve Jones has quite the extensive yeah, music. That's it's, um, a, a competition you may lose. But try. Um, if you want to know more about us, please look up www.connorsmithmusicals.com. That's Connor with an E-R. You can follow us on socials on Connor... Oh, gosh, I can't talk. Connor and Smith, again with an E-R. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. It helps us out. It does. Share it with friends. Post it where you post things. Um, We really appreciate it. And um, we will be back next weekend with more SU memories, SU guests, SU alum, all things SU for season five. So thanks a lot and have a great week. Bye. Bye.